right, and we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, and Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. It is that day, a special day indeed. I'm so excited. I'm so, I'm so jazzed and buzzed right now. It is our first, and hopefully not our last, NBA 2020 mock draft. We're going to break it down the first round, 1 through 30, right now based off of record. I've already got gone in the back, in the back room with the with the accountants and all the, the firms that are in the back, secret and whatnot. And just, well, actually I did names in the hat. But I've got great guests with me today. You guys can quickly introduce yourselves. First off, I've got on the center right next to me, it's Michael Weisenberg. Michael, welcome back and appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me, Gerald. It's all good. Thank you so much. Appreciate it from the stepping.com. Always appreciate you coming back on. You had a great interview with you earlier this month, so I cannot thank you enough for doing that. Next, who I have on my list, Stone Hansen from draftsite.com. I got the stone right, right? Correct. Both names. Okay. 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 So I got Michael Weisenberg, Stone Hansen, and now I got the Barlow brothers right here from NBA Draft Junkies. I'm going to go ahead first with James. James Barlow. One of the guys from NBA Draft Junkies, it's your first time joining us here at the Lakers Fast Break. I cannot thank you enough for being here, my friend. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, getting pumped, getting psyched. You know, you got the draft orders out, got the draft sheets out and all that. And of course, last but certainly not least, is Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. You've been such a great guest so far. Cannot thank you for joining us. I know you and I were both talking about how excited we were to match up against these guys. First question I have for you, and this is going to go back around. You have the number one pick in our draft. Yep. Let me ask yep. you this. Would you trade it if it was real life and you were the, the GM? Let's say we're going to say the Golden State Warriors won the lottery and, and we're going to go by record right now. If I'm the Golden State Warriors, I entertain trading the pick, but my core is already set. And so at this point, I just it's, – it's, it's easy for me to it's, – it's a no-brainer selection for me based off of – the core I already have. I don't need a point guard. I don't need a two. I don't need a four. So maybe depth. If, if there's a team that wants to give me, you know, a bunch of, you know, players that will fill out my rotation for the number one pick for a short-term championship, I may consider it. James, your thoughts on the number one pick. If you had it, would you trade it if you're an NBA GM? Uh, if I am Golden State and I have the number one pick, I'm not trading. I understand that you have your core already set, but, you know, if you were to uh, – not tipping his hand for him, but if you were to take in Anthony Edwards, I don't think him being with those guys at the beginning of his career would hurt him at all. So, no, I'm keeping the pick. Stone, I know they talked about this uh, on the Chad Ford's podcast, the Big Board podcast, about if you had the number one pick, would you trade it? So I thought that was an interesting question throughout you guys, since you guys are the experts out here, you, the Barlows, and Michael Weisenberg. Wanted to ask you real quick, Stone, is this something, if you if you were an NBA GM and you got the number one pick in the lottery, would you trade it? Uh, I'm actually going to disagree and say, yeah, I probably would trade it. I think there's no clear-cut number one here, in my opinion. Uh, and I would like to trade back and gain some extra value if I can. Uh, I, I I have a tendency to agree with you. I'd probably see what kind of trades are out there at least to see if I could build some depth, especially if you're Golden State where you're going to be right back at a playoff hunt and, and championship hunt for that matter. Michael Weisenberg, quick question to ask you. are If you had the number one pick, would you trade it, seeing the depth in this draft? 
I would at least explore the option, but I, I'm with uh, James and Raphael. I would probably just stick with it. We look back at like draft history, and trading the number one pick hasn't necessarily been the best idea. And not only that, you have the guy at like you know a reasonable salary. You have him possibly learning from some very seasoned veterans who have been to like the finals five years in a row. I, I think it would be a really good environment to possibly have that number one pick reach its potential. Well, it can't hurt when you're hanging around Curry and Thompson, that's for sure. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of Draymond Green just, you know, yelling at you. I don't know how tired or how quickly you would get angry with that, but that's beside the point. Uh, but it is going to be a great time indeed. I'm so excited. Our draft order, just to get everyone in touch what's going on, is going to be Raphael first, Michael second, James third, Stone fourth, and yes, I did pick myself last. There's a joke in there somewhere. I don't know where, but yes, there's a joke in there somewhere. And we're going to keep going in that order. We're not going to go in snake order or anything like that, but we're going to do it based off of records. So I'm going to start with you, Raphael, seeing how I'm also playing the pseudo Adam Silver with hair. I want to go ahead and, and let you know, Raphael Barlow, the Golden State Warriors are now on the clock with the first pick in the NBA. 2020 mock draft. I, as the uh, general manager of the Golden State Warriors, I'm going to select James Wiseman based off of fit. We have the luxury of being able to develop him, hope that he reaches maximum potential. I feel like Draymond Green is going to give him the, the kick in the butt that he needs to stay motivated every play. And that's who we're taking, James Wiseman. All right, so James Wiseman is off the board early. James Wiseman is the first pick in the NBA draft. Second pick goes to Michael Weisenberg of thestepian.com. I want to say to you right now, my friend, the floor is now yours. Your choice for the second pick for the NBA 2020 mock draft. Yeah, this is a tough one because, you know, Cleveland has some guards set up, but I, I feel like I would probably go with, somebody who I feel can run a team and probably just even forsake maybe the uh, two guards that they have that are planning to build around, maybe try and look to trade one of them. But um, the player I'm taking also could maybe even play with them. So I, I, I'm taking LaMelo Ball second. I feel like he has at least enough size to play on the wing, but at the same time, they need a distributor. And they need, and he's the best passer in the draft. And a guy I seriously would have thought about taking number one for a Golden State as well. So I, I'm going to take LaMelo. So that is LaMelo Ball going at number two. We are now go to James. James Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. You're on the clock, sir. Your choice for the third pick in the NBA 2020 mock draft. All right. Uh I am going to go with, as the uh, head of the Minnesota Timberwolves, I understand that we have our foundation piece in Carlton Towns and we have D'Angelo Russell, but I am going to draft the best player available and we will figure it out from there. I'm taking Killian Hayes. Uh, let's see. He's 6'5". D'Angelo Russell, 6'5". You got two playmakers, two combo guards. One of them can't play. Hey. But we'll figure it out from there. We're not in the position to 
draft on fit. So there you go. All right, that is Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes is now taken off the board by the Minnesota Timberwolves with, uh, you know, that's a good combination that hopefully they'll have right there. They're trying to rebuild. They got D'Angelo Russell. They obviously have Carl Anthony Towns, tragedy uh, to his mother and our, our respects to the Towns family on that. But, it, you know, hopefully this will lead them in a right direction and hopefully maybe even better defense. Uh, you know, that starts with there with the Timberwolves. But we now have Stone Hansen on the clock at number four. It is the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks right there for you. Stone, you're now the GM for the Atlanta Hawks. The, now, the floor is now yours. Uh, well, I was really hoping to get Killian here in pairing with Trey Young. It wasn't meant to be, apparently. So I think I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards. Uh, it's not a great fit, in my opinion, um, but I think he's probably the best value here. Worst case, we can trade trade him down the line if we need to or see how it works in the beginning. Maybe him and Trayon can figure it out. I think there's going to be some issues, though, in terms of shot selection and who gets what shots, whose team it is, but uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Very good call right there for you, Anthony Edwards, who many still feel that's the number one pick in the NBA draft, depending on who you talk to. He's been all over the place, but, yes, he is going fourth in our NBA 2020 mock draft. I'm going to go ahead at number five. Oh, my gosh. I'm on the clock right now. Detroit needs everything. Detroit needs just a, a lot of talent at this point in time. I'm going to probably say at this point in time, I'm going to go a little bit of a reach. I think Obi Toppin at this point in time is going to be my pick. Obi Toppin, I think he's a very solid player, a little older, but he, he obviously has the NCAA player of the year, had a great season, can do a lot of things especially if they lose Christian Wood in free agency, he's going to fill that role at the power forward slash small center spot. I think the way he can distribute, I think, and also the fact that he can shoot, I think he offers a lot of great things for a team in sore need, absolute sore need of talent. Although I'm looking to trade first if I can. If, if anybody is interested in number five pick at that point in time, I'm definitely going to go ahead and look at that option first if needed because Detroit needs it. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. All right, at number six is going to be, I always chuckle when I say this, the New York Knicks. So, Raphael, you're in charge of that house fire known as the New York Knicks, dumpster fire, whatever you want to say. 
Although it looks like it's hopefully with the new regime going in there, it's going to be in a little bit better fashion. At least Spike Lee hopes so. So I want to hear your thoughts on who would you pick for the New York Knicks? Who? This is tough. Um, I was hoping one of the point guards, Hayes or Ball, would slip and be available. They're not. I think right now the player or the player that I'm going to select is Denny of Deja. I'll take him because I I think that uh, he plays an exciting style of basketball that may, you know, excite the garden a little bit. He's not going to be mellow. He's not going to be Killian, but he's a, a guy that is versatile. He's fun to watch. And then he'll pass the ball, which is something that the Knicks need is a, a ball mover and someone that can make plays for others. And right now, I, I believe with R.J. Barrett, Denny, and Mitchell Robinson, I have a pretty decent core going forward. So that is Denny Abija. That's mm-hmm. going number six. He was actually uh, on the on the board on your site, NBA Draft Junkies, the highest individual that was left, I believe, that was available. So big board, you're getting your number three pick right there for you. So that's good. Yeah, good value right there for you. Mm-hmm. Number seven, we've got Michael Weisenberg once again coming back at you right here for the Chicago Bulls, which is in a state of flux, getting a new management there. Finally, the John Paxson, Gar Foreman regime is now gone bye-bye, and you get new people in there, new blood. I think there's going to be a lot of trades, even though they have some young talent, but it's not seemed to mesh in very well. So I think they're going to make some moves in the offseason, but this is going to be part of it. Who do you have at number seven? Yeah, this is a tough one also. I would look long and hard on Yeko Okongwu. He's the highest-rated uh, guy on my board. But they already have Wendell Carter Jr. They seem pretty set there. But the guy that I'm taking for them is Isaac Okoro out of Auburn. They really seem to be kind of struggling on the wing. I know they have Otto Porter Jr., but at the same time, he, he could probably move to four at times and – I think Isaac is such a great defender, a uh, really good slasher, and uh, somebody who could finish around the basket. Great passer as well. So um, just maybe a guy who could bring kind of a winning attitude to the Chicago Bulls. So that is Isaac Okoro. That's a good solid pick as well. Someone on, you know, a lot of bets very high on draft boards. It looks like he could go in, in some mock drafts. I've seen him as high as number three. So that's an excellent pick right there for you at number seven. Number eight, it's back to you, James Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies. You're at number eight. You are going to be picking for the Charlotte Hornets. So, yeah, there's the Charlotte Hornets who have not done the wisest of things when it concerns the NBA draft. You know, obviously there's so many mistakes that they've made over the course of years. But you're setting things on the right path for the Charlotte Hornets. Yes. So who are you taking? Who are you, who are you getting that is going to put them on a better pathway? Well, first of all, I want to thank Michael for not taking Oneka because uh, if he would have took him, I was going to start sweating here and it was going to get ugly. So, yeah, we're going to take the big man from USC. It's a no-brainer. I'm tired of seeing uh, Bismack Biombo. Cody Zeller, a Hernan Gomez brother, a four trying to play a five. Let's just take the big man from USC, moves his feet on defense, don't have to run any plays for him. He can't post up, give uh, Devontae Graham somebody to throw the ball to in the pick and roll. So that's it. That's Onyeka Okongwu from USC. Uh, I've seen him as a good player. It's Yeah, he, he I think he's a, he's a real – he's got a high motor, and he's going he's to be willing to learn – he may not have the top end 
talent potential as the other players, but you know what? It's not going to be because he doesn't try hard enough or doesn't work in the gym. I think I see a lot of great things for him. I think you're right. That is a good, very, very, very good pick at number eight. That was the easiest pick so far. It oh, just fell right God. into his lap. Yes, <laughs> yes. Excellent pick. So at number nine, it's going to be you, Stone Hansen, coming right back at you again. You are picking for the Washington Wizards. Uh, High-octane offense. Uh, I think they're just a player, maybe a two players away from really making some back-end noise at the back end of the playoffs, maybe like a seven or eight seed. Just defense is probably something I would look towards too. But at number nine, who are you looking at? All right, so this one isn't as cut and dry as Onyeka to Charlotte, but I think I'm going to go to uh, Cole Anthony here. Um, I'm not. It kind of depends on how you view John Wall. Uh, I don't really view him at much as part of their future anymore. Uh, I think they can move on from him, and I would I would trust Cole Anthony at this point uh, to take over along with Bradley Beal. So that's who I'm going to go with, I think. So that's Cole Anthony, uh, high-scoring octane guard to pair up with Bradley Beal. I think that would be a great combination offensively. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I know we talked about uh, his defense in the past. Uh, that's something that has been mentioned. But do you worry about him as a playmaker? somewhat probably not as much as most others uh i think he's pretty good passer in the pick and roll can find you know the open man uh he's not any like killian hayes or lamella ball level but uh i think he can do enough especially with bradley Beal next to him uh, i think there's enough playmaking there to make stuff happen fair enough so that is cole anthony at number nine going to the washington wizards i'm picking up next for the phoenix suns and this is a team, uh, it's really hard to say. They, they've got a lot in place. They just either have to stay healthy or just try and get that team assembled. I think the wings are probably what they need the most, the forward position. So there's there's not as much there, the forward position at the top end. I think right now, if there's anybody at the forward position I'm going to look at is Jaden McDaniels out of Washington. I think I'm going to pick him at number 10. I know he might be a reach, but I think he has a lot of potential. And I think that if he does go ahead and put some put some bulk on, get some strength, I think he might be able to go ahead and be a player for the Suns. Yeah, I know that that's uh, what everybody would be thinking right there for you. I see some shaking heads, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and reach on the potential for Jaden McDaniels. I mean, at this point in time with a draft that doesn't have a lot of Top end depth is going to be hard to do some, you know, at least some of these teams right right about now are going to do some reaching. And I, I think I'm going to reach for the Phoenix Suns for Jaden McDaniels and, and see what happens from there. So, all right. So we got up to 10 picks so far. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the 2020 NBA mock draft. Joining me right now is Michael Weisenberg from thestepian.com, Stone Hansen from draftside.com, and also James and Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. We're coming back to pick number 11, and that is the San Antonio Spurs. I never thought I would say this, you know, that they're in a looking out on the outside, looking in at the playoffs. What, what a switch for them. You know, if it stays as it is, it's based on the orders, it's number 11. So, Raphael, who do you have at number 11? This is a tough one. I feel like I keep having the tough, the tough choices. The Spurs have too many guards as is. I would think they need to start planning to move on from from LaMarcus, but I don't think Precious Achua is a Spurs guy. <laughs> um, 
they could take a reach on Pusov, Alexi Pusov. I don't know how to pronounce the name, but I'm going to gamble here. I think that DeMar DeRozan's days are are coming to an end, and I believe that Pop wants to go back to his normal offense. He does. He wants to go away from the ISO ball, and so I'm going to take a guy that has the speed that can get into the defense and that likes to make the hockey assists. He's young, he's long, he's athletic. So I'm going to go with RJ Hampton. So that's RJ Hampton going at number 11. All that work in Australia seems to have paid off. He was going to go right somewhere in the teens anyways. I think a lot of mock drafts have him going somewhere in the teens. So this seems to be not too much of a, a stretch. So I think that's a really solid pick. And plus I think he can develop into a really solid player going forward. So that's R.J. Hampton at number 11. Who we have next would be Michael Weisenberg. Michael, you're back on the clock, and you're back on the clock. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's for <laughs> Vladi Divac and the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, this is another tough one. Like, this draft just is – it's so close together in so many ways. The two highest guys on my board are both guards. I have Tyrese Maxey and I have um, Tyrese Halliburton, but Sacramento is just so full of guards right now. And, uh, you know, they just signed Buddy to the big contract re-up. So I'm going with Devin Vassell out of uh, Florida State. I think he'd be a very, like, he's a great team defender, has some offensive potential. They can maybe even move Harrison Barnes to the four, like, more permanently. So, yeah, I think that would be a, a really interesting lineup for them. All right. So that's Devin Vassell out of Florida State. Florida State had such a good lineup this year. They have a lot of potential draft picks out there uh, at Florida State. So that, that's excellent choice for you right there, Mr. Weisenberg. Uh, all right. So we got number 13 coming up right now. It's James Barlow. James, you are going to be picking up for the New Orleans Pelicans, a team that has a lot of talent, needs to put it together, needs to have a full healthy season from Zion. So who are you picking at number 13? Well, again, similar to Michael, uh, you know, I want to pick a guard, but this is probably the last place that needs to go and draft another guard. Um, at this point in the draft, I'm just going to pick a, pick somebody that's going to play hard, give me energy. We're going to go with Precious Achua out of Memphis. Just in case, you know, Zion has his uh, health concerns, you got somebody who doesn't need the ball, who's going to play hard, and uh, should be able to compliment guys like uh, Lonzo and Drew and Brandon Ingram. So I'm going to go with the hustle guy. Maybe he can develop some offensive skills. But, yes, Precious is true. All right. So Precious goes. Lord of the Rings are precious, precious. The, uh, uh, I'm sure he's heard that before, using the Lord of the Rings terms of terminology there. He's going at number 13 right now for the New Orleans Pelicans. And that is something right there. There's so much talent there. So it's going to be hard to, to pick where to go. So it's going to be interesting to see. So you went Precious. You, can, do you think he can contribute right away, or do you think he'll be need to, uh, he'll need some development time? I think he's going to need some development time. But, uh, you know, with Brandon Ingram being able to play the three and the four, it wouldn't be like a play right away thing. Um, I know they, that there are times that New Orleans does like to play three guards with Frank Jackson out there. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, if Josh Hart is fouling as usual, you can go ahead and play Precious. It's just kind of just to mix it up. So 
I just don't, you know, they're, they need health and experience more than another rookie. So you can't really go wrong with picking an energy guy. Hopefully it turns into something else. I love that jab at Josh Hart. Sorry, you know, Josh. Fouling as usual. Okay. <laughs> know that from the Lakers. Anyways, uh, that is Precious at number 13. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Stone, Hanson, you're up next, and you are picking for the Portland Trailblazers, uh, another surprise non-playoff team, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, obviously, they've got the great duo. Do you think they're going to keep C.J. McCollum in the offseason, or do you think they're going to use him as trade bait? That's the difficult part for me, trying to pick here. It's really hard to know. I, I feel like they'll probably stick with him, but it's kind of a 50-50 thing for me. I'm not not totally sure on that. But I do – I really am considering Josh Green at this point uh, as a forward, but at a certain point you have to take the talent, and I think Tyrese Maxey has fallen far enough so I'm going to take him here, even though they have Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard and CJ. It's a lot of guards, but hopefully we'll figure it out. He's probably the best defender out of all of them. So we'll see what happens. Just best player available again. So that is Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky for you. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. All right. So for me, it's Orlando. Orlando, the Orlando Magic. I mean, uh, they they need offense. They need a lot of things that are as far as from the up-tempo. They need a lot of things to go ahead. And uh, on the defense side, I think they're good. It's just offensively, they're, they're just not many options there. There's still someone on the board that's been high up on a lot of draft boards that I know has not been chosen as of yet. So I think we're just going to go with the reach here. I know that they have already some things in place when it comes to point guard but i think i'm going to go for tyrese halliburton at number 15 uh someone who i think has a lot of upside i think uh obviously a tall for a point guard so i think if he can go ahead and work well on his shooting and be able to go ahead and do that i think he might be someone that might be of good value at the number 15 slot for the orlando magic so i've got tyrese halliburton at number 15 Number 16, we go back to you, my friend, Mr. Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies. Who do you got at number 16? I'm thinking about trading this pick, but I don't know how the, the trades work right now. Um, no trades today, my friend. No trades today. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have traded mine a long time ago. I would have gone, hey, Stone, uh, you know, uh, you know, next year's draft looks really good. You know, stuff like that. But go ahead, Rafael. This is, is tough. With Minnesota... I really want to go with a defender at, at this point. I believe that yeah. – who did they take – who was third for them already? We took Killian Hayes. We took Killian Hayes. Yes, sir. Well, what I'm going to do – it's a reach. I'm going to take a, a rangy, switchy 3-4 that I'm going to gamble and buy in on his potential as a shooter. I'm going to go up and I'm going to take Patrick Williams here. Patrick Williams, okay. Mm -hmm. That's Patrick Williams on 16th to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So Minnesota under your and also as well 
earlier in the draft going with what James picked, uh, Killian Hayes and Patrick Williams. So far, a good haul for the Minnesota Timberwolves, trying to get that influx of talent in there to help out Cat and D'Angelo Russell. So you never know. You never know. Number 17, 17th pick right there for you. You're coming up to Michael Weisenberg. Once again, my friend, you've done a great job so far. You're picking now for the dreaded, you know, as we say as Laker fans, the dreaded Boston Celtics. So who do you have at the 17th pick for the guys in green for the Boston Celtics? Well, I was definitely looking at Patrick Williams there for uh, Boston as well. So great pick, Raphael. I'm going to take Josh Green out of Arizona. And the reason I like that pick is, I, like, Danny Ainge always goes to the Hoop Summit and looks at these guys that kill it in practice, that have athleticism, that just, you know, can bring a little bit to the table in terms of defense and in terms of mentality. So I, I think Josh Green would fit in well there, just have a, a chance to develop. He's going to need some time. But, yeah, he, he's just a, another rangy wing that they could – uh possibly play in uh, multiple positions and see how that works. So I'm picking Josh Green. There you go, Josh Green it is. Uh, a very solid pick right there for you. Somebody that, yeah, like you said, Raphael was looking at him, and I know a couple of the other guys here probably were looking at him as well coming up at this point in the draft. So that's a good pick right there for you. For the guys in green in Boston Celtics, so it's number 17. Number 18, we have the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks, and on some boards, this is where Josh Green was going to go. So it's right there that the people were looking at him. So coming up next is James, James Barlow. Who do you got at number 18 for the Dallas Mavericks? It's not really a good spot <laughs> considering that, you know, your best two players are young. But it's just kind of hard to pass on talent here. Maybe you trade them. I'm a big fan of Kira Lewis Jr., I don't know how it would work with Luca. I don't really care because he can play. So he get downhill. He's 19 years old. He can do a lot. I, I personally think he might be the third best point guard in this draft. That could be a super reach, but this is the draft to do it. Um, I think he's crafty. He shoots the ball well. And he can get downhill and he can score. And we know how much Rick Carlisle likes scoring point guards who aren't the best facilitators, but he's had a history of guys that can just put pressure on the defense. So, um, and Luca's been banged up. There's been nothing serious, but, you know, if you can play him four less minutes a game, it'd help him in the long term. So I'm going to go with Kira Lewis Jr. That's a solid pick. Do you think he'd be an upgrade over Jalen Brunson? Because Jalen Brunson, yeah, he could slide over to the shooting guard spot, but mm -hmm. he often plays the point as well. I think Jalen Brunson is going to – I mean, he's well ahead of him as a playmaker, considering he's a lot older than him. But um, I think if you – Pair um, Seth Curry, uh, Kira Lewis, you know, you're going to need to replace those J.J. Barea minutes because even at, you know, 35, he still is getting some tick at the end of the year. I know he's coming off an Achilles, but, you know, Rick's not afraid to throw out three-point guards. So, you know, I, I don't see a problem with it. And like I said, you know, he can he can be the Roddy Buckets before his legs disintegrated so i like him a lot i think he has a lot of potential i think the um, coronavirus is killing his stock because he's not getting to work out but you know if i'm dallas you know why not there you go and that's what we have right now for 18th pick that is kira lewis jr that's a good pick right there for you based off of, of the potential that he has 
19th pick right now is the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, it's traded from the Indiana Pacers. Because I am going off the list right now off of Tankathon. I know, Stone Hansen, you mentioned it as well. It's something I, I should have included. I, I know you mentioned it earlier, so that's what I'm uh, basing it now off. So just to let you know. So for the Milwaukee Bucks, because they got the trade, you know, obviously for Malcolm Brogdon and whatnot. So we're going to go on right now, 19. Stone Hansen, who you got? There's a lot of players I like at this at this pick, but ultimately I'm going to go with uh, Leandro Balmero. Uh, might be kind of a reach for some people, but I'm a big fan of his. He moved up a lot on my board. I know we talked about him last time. Uh, just a real crafty uh, shooting guard, can play small forward or point guard at times. Length, which of course the Milwaukee Bucks we all know love, and just inserts a bit of scoring for them and creativity. So I think I think it's a good fit for him right there. Well, with Leandro Palmero, we talked about that. I know Raphael has talked about him as well. So that, that's a very good pick at number 19 right there for Milwaukee, a team that doesn't need a whole lot of talent at this point in time. But you know what? They'll take it when they can get it. So that's 19. Although, you know, with, with salary cap, there's a, they might also go ahead and, and consider trading that pick as well if they were worried about the salary cap and all that. Want to re-sign Atentacupo and, and all that good stuff uh, coming up. Number 20, the 20th pick in the NBA draft right now is going to be traded from Philadelphia. It's going to the Brooklyn Nets. So right now that's going to be for me. You know, when you got KD coming off an injury, you got Kyrie coming off an injury. What are the odds of that? They've got a lot of talent on that team. Plus they've got two great guards in Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert. They've got talent all over the place. When you look at it on paper, you think they should be higher than where they are in the standings. But again, like I said, they'll look better this time next year. Plus, I think they're going to probably trade one or both, uh, Karras and also Spencer. One of those two are probably going to be traded for some assets, maybe Joe Harris as well. So I think maybe in the wings, again, it's going to be something that I have to look at. You know, I feel like James right now. I'm taking a deep breath. So right now, and I really don't want to go center. If you keep Jared Allen and you have DeAndre Jordan's massive contract, hmm, I think I'm going to go actually because of the forwards at this point in time, that's going to be hard because Balmero I was looking at. I think, unfortunately, for the Lakers, I'm going to have to apologize and say a, a player that I wanted to go ahead and see fall down there is not going to fall down there. I'm going to go choose Aaron Nesmith out of Vanderbilt. If he gets his knee right, I think uh, he's going to be something that is going to be a quality asset to a team, especially the fact that he can shoot and, you know, helping Kyrie and KD out being there in the corner, maybe filling it up 40% for three is something that they sorely need on that team. Hopefully get them in the right frame of mind next year, because I think they're going to be a top playoff team next year if they get everything right. So at number 20 for the Brooklyn Nets is going to be Aaron Nesmith. 21. We have right now going on is the Denver Nuggets. Denver has always chosen well of late. What we talked about, they've, they've had some really good picks in the draft. Uh, obviously, Michael Porter Jr. was willing, waiting to see his development. But it is Houston training it to Denver. So, Raphael, we're back at you, my friend. Coming right now with the 21st pick in the mock NBA 2020 draft. Well, with the Nuggets there stacked, they have – uh, a lot of players, obviously, and they have the luxury of being able to 
develop a guy, even though they don't have a, a G League team. But I'm feeling a little pressure from my superstar to draft his countryman from Serbia. So I'm going with Alexi, Alexi P. I, I'll just <laughs> – I'm not we tried to follow through that last time around. Yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think Alexi, Alexi, Michael, yeah, I think you got it. I think Alexi. it's Pukashevsky. Yeah, Alexi P. <laughs> so I'm selecting him. Uh, he gives me a weapon, another ball mover. Not too many agile seven-foot guys with guard skills. And the last time I, I drafted one, I ended up with a franchise player. I think he'll be able to. Once he gets stronger, you know, just play a little bit all over the floor. And, and I, I believe in having as many playmakers on the floor as possible. So Alexi P is my is my choice. Well, Alexi P it is. Just don't be the person that tries to go ahead and stitch his name on the back of his jersey. And make sure you get that right. Hi, this is Mr. Holiday from the podcast, My Worst Holiday. And you're listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Video game box art, the stories behind the covers, in which we talk to the illustrators and artists who are responsible for gaming's most iconic images. Don't forget to check out Video Game Box Art, the stories behind the covers, celebrating gaming's most iconic images from the people who created them. This and many more from Rob McCallum Films. Michael Weisenberg, you're next, my friend. So, Michael, who you got at number 22, who is going to be. From Oklahoma, it's now going to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, and uh, I, I was looking at Aaron Smith there. They, they need some shooting. So a guy who I, I'm going to take and just assume he might be able to fit in there just as, as a shooter, possibly even as a secondary playmaker, is uh, Tyrell Terry out of Stanford. And he was just great shooting this year. Um, has an ability to even shoot off the bounce as well. And yeah, definitely needs to, to add some strength. But in due time, I, I think it could happen. And, um, you know, he's kind of a one-position defender. So he'd be able to defend point guards and play with Ben Simmons. So I, I think that could really work out for them. So once again, that's Tyrell Terry out of Stanford right there for you. Excellent choice. Great education coming from Stanford, even though I didn't go to Stanford. Uh, had a cup of coffee at USC, but that's not beside the point. So right now, going to number 23. So 23, at pick number 23, is going to be, right now, we have Miami Heat. So the Miami Heat, a team that is on the upside, a lot of great shooting there. Uh, you know, there's, there's some places to go for that. So... I want to go ahead and turn it over, Mr. James Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. Who do you have for the Miami Heat? Oh, you don't don't go that that breath because then you're going to make me do it at number twenty-five. <laughs> Still thinking about who I need to pick at twenty-five. At twenty-three, he just seems like a Miami Heat guy, athlete. Turn him into something else. I'm going to reach here because this is the draft of reaching. I'm going to go with Jamias Ramsey out of Texas Tech. I feel like, uh, you know, he's trying to play some point guard. I don't think he can, but it's okay because Jimmy Butler's really the point guard there. But he's another athlete. Um, you see what they've done with Derrick Jones Jr. They've turned him into a more than serviceable role player. Um, yeah, so I'm going with the athlete here. You know, he seems like a Pat Riley guy. You can see uh, Jimmy Butler trying to groom him into something. So, yeah, Jemias Ramsey out of Texas Tech. 
that's a good pick. I was somebody I was looking at. See, see what happens? You stole my pick. No, I'm just kidding. Great pick right there for you. Uh, a lot of potential there. I agree with you. He looks like a Miami Heat kind of guy as far as the type of player that Pat Riley would be interested in. So that's Demias Ramsey at number 23. 24, we have Stone Hansen. Almost getting to that Lakers pick, my friend. It's going to be the Utah Jazz. So who are you picking at number 24 for the Utah Jazz? Uh, well, now I have to think about it a little bit because uh, Michael and James took that point two now. picks. <laughs> so that kind of threw me for a loop. I think here I'm going to go a little bit out of the box and take uh, Jalen Smith, a forward slash center, someone who can hopefully turn into a shot-blocking three-point shooter. Uh, I know a lot of people have big variances in terms of how they view him what range he'll go in, uh, but I'm a pretty big fan of his, and I think um, he fits in well with the Jazz here. So, Okay, so we've got Jalen Smith. He is at number 24 for the Utah Jazz. Very solid pick right there. I mean, at this point, we're all reaching. I think at this point, we're all trying to evaluate the others, and we find someone that we like at this point in time. Somebody else picks them up two, one or two picks ahead. I think it's all like we, we do this research, and this is why, why uh, you know, it's, it's a great time to get these guys together because these guys right here with me today are the experts. So Utah right now, according to Stone Hansen, would pick Jalen Smith right now. So 25 is going to be for me, and I'm gonna, it's going to be from Denver to Oklahoma City, who has 10,000 picks in the next decade, just to let everybody know, or seemingly anyways. Uh, so that, that organization is pretty much set up for life. I'm going to go with Nico Mannion. Uh, just Nico Mannion, someone who's uh, dropped a little bit on, on the charts uh, as of late, but he's a name that's out there. I think at this point in time, uh, you're going to get so many draft picks over the course of the next few years if you're Oklahoma City. I think at this point in time, you're just trying to get anybody you think you can develop into a good player. I'm thinking it's Nico Mannion at this point in time in the draft. I may be wrong, but you know, at this point, we're all reaching. So I'm going to go with Nico Mannion at number 25. Back at you, my friend, for your final pick of the day, Mr. Rafael Barlow. It is back to the Boston Celtics. So who are you picking at 26 for the Boston Celtics? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, do they have a roster spot for, <laughs> for a player? Uh, this, is, this is tough. I, I know you would think that they would need a big, but they still have Robert Williams there. They still have Cantor. Well, since... It's a guy that has slipped a lot. I mean, I think at one point he was considered a lottery pick uh, before he got hurt this season and his stock kind of dropped. But um, I'll go ahead and take Theo Melidon. Theo Melidon, what do you see in him as far as his talent? Because he was, like you said, he was uh, a little bit higher rated at this point in time. I mean, I like his size. Um, he's a playmaker. I mean, I think he could come in and, and do what Wanamaker's doing. And you don't necessarily have to – well, I mean, I guess with a lot of guys selected this late, but he's someone you can groom. And um, he's he's not going to take shots away from uh, Tatum or Green, and he's just another – I think he's going to have a long career as a serviceable point guard that can play a little bit off the ball also. So that is Theo Maladon at number 26 for the Boston Celtics. We go back to you, Michael Weisenberg. So, Michael, you're at 27. And you're the new – I'm sorry, my friend. For the Clippers trading this pick to the New York Knicks, mm -hmm. dumpster fire continues, my friend. 
But who do you think possibly at number 27 who could help put out this dumpster fire? Uh, nobody at 27. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'll just I'll rephrase that. Very unlikely at 27. But the guy that is highest on my board that I would just, you know, try and take a flyer on and, and see how he works is Grant Riller. He is one of the best finishers in college basketball the past few years. A senior out of Charleston and just would give him a shot, see what you could really do with him. He, he's a guy who at least can come off the bench and give you some offense and uh, shooting is no guarantee with him, but th there's some potential there as well. So yeah, he, he's another guy who can at least have that potential to be a, a finishing guard and somebody that you could uh, be happy with on both ends and, play somewhat of a role all right so that's grant riller at number 27 hopefully somebody that can contribute and make a positive turn for the new york knicks all right james james barlow from the nba draft junkies back at you my friend coming up at 28 number 28 you are picking for the toronto raptors all right so i would love to take a big here and you got to think Masai is going to do something like that, but he's the master of finding guys that you don't know where they came from. So uh, I'm going to leave that one up to him in the second round. I'm going to go with Jordan Nawara of Louisville. I don't know what they're going to do with Fred Van Vliet. So they may decide to go a little bit bigger. You can slide uh, Norman Powell into the starting lineup, but there may be a gap on the wing. He can shoot. Uh, he rebounds. I don't know about uh, OG being the shooter that he was this season. So, you know, you can always use shooting when you're one of the better teams in the NBA. Might as well reach for it here and see how that goes. There you go. So that's Jordan Norwa out of Louisville, the number 28 pick for the Toronto Raptors. Oh, yes, Mike. Mike. Yeah, just wanted to throw in. He's also Nigerian. So that plays into Masai Ujiri and what he's thinking as well. So, yeah. Oh, he's got the African touch. That's a lot of good right there. Oh, that's a good pick right there for you at number 28-29. Here we go, my friend. It is Stone Hansen. You're picking for the Los Angeles Lakers. So let's say they decide to keep the pick, which is, again, another stretch possibility. For 29, they have to at least pick it. Whether they traded it afterwards, that's up to them. But they have to at least make that choice. So at number 29, who are you picking for the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, they need shooting and ball handling. Uh, that's pretty much their two biggest needs. Uh, someone I had a lot higher on my board actually was uh, Trey Jones. I think he's one of the safest bets probably in the draft to be a solid player, backup point guard, have a long career, can fill in Rondo's spot as he ages, just a stud defender, uh, really strong passer. Shooting is questionable, but they can hopefully fill out some other guys along the way. So I'm going to take Trey Jones here. So Trey Jones out of Duke, really solid guard right there for you. Hopefully he can provide some playmaking skills as he, as you were talking about. If he can shoot in the NBA, I think he'll have a, a chance to maybe even play some backup time, maybe some small minutes on the floor for the Los Angeles Lakers, maybe at the end of the next season, obviously not right away because the team is so talented and, and has a lot of you know experience right now. So, and I know the Lakers right now, at least with LeBron, doesn't like to play those rookies right away. So yeah, 
if at the tail end of the season, Trey Jones really de- starts to develop, he could uh, provide some punch off the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers. So we've got that right there for you. That leaves me uh, choosing for my arch rival, the Boston Celtics, but I am going to try and, and put a good hat on. And I think the one name that has not been chosen, that's been high up on a lot of draft boards that I have not seen as of yet is Sadiq Bey. Uh, Sadiq Bey, uh, I think, is what I'm seeing. I saw him on tape. I, I really think that he might be able to, as a, as what Rafael, you and I were talking about the other day, a tweener uh, could be someone that could fill a lot of spots if he develops uh, certain aspects of his game. So Sadiq Bey out of Villanova, one of those tweener wing spots, small forward, power forward, I think is going to fill out our draft, the NBA first-round draft, our first time going at it for the NBA mock draft. So, all right, guys, that's it. 50 minutes in, actually uh, much easier, much cleaner, much faster, much much smoother than what you would do or what you would see on the NBA, you know, with all the pomp and circumstance and all that. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. Guys, before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and ask you real quick your thoughts on your picks so far. So Michael, I'm going to go ahead with you first. What are your overall thoughts on the picks that you got? I was happy with, I'm honestly, I'm really surprised that some of the bigs that I had slated at the end of the first round didn't get taken, like Zeke Naji, Vernon Carey, and Isaiah Stewart. But it it could be something that happens. Like everybody has been talking about how Clint Capella and Andre Drummond got traded for basically nothing. So yeah, it seems like a, a possibility that they could slip the way things are going, but happy with them. And we'll see what changes come August when the draft likely happens. Stone, how do you feel about your choices overall? Uh, I'm actually not a huge fan of the fits I got in the beginning, but I'll take the best player available. Talent is always a key part. You can always move it if you have to. So towards the later part of the draft and middle end, I'm pretty happy with the fits I got. So happy overall. There you go. All right. James Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies, thank you again for joining us. So I want to hear your thoughts on how you thought your draft went overall. I feel like my first two picks were layups, so, you know, appreciate you guys for setting that up for me. But down the line, you know, the Kira Lewis pick was more of a a personal thing to me. But, you know, I guess, like I said, like this draft is just weird. So you kind of have to just, like you said, Stone, go with the best player available and try to figure it out from there. And last but not least, Rafael Barlow, again from the NBA Draft Junkies. You're the number one pick, my friend. I thought it went well. I was on my phone trying to keep notes because um, I wanted to be able to see the teams, which you can't really see on the board. So I was keeping notes, and I had my own little draft board, like like I was doing a fantasy draft. And I feel like the draft changed with you taking Toppin so high. And I think with you taking Toppin high, it made Halliburton fall. I thought that, which can happen, like any 
I mean, on this draft, you don't know if Toppin can go three or you don't know if he can go 12. So, but I thought my picks went okay. I just didn't like the fact that I had to pick for Boston, which has three first round picks on top of having a deep roster. So you just throw out fit at that point. But I'm happy with my Nuggets pick. I'm happy with that. And I'm sure Jokic would be happy too. So that's all that matters is my star player is happy that I, I picked this countryman. Well, I think you're right on that because I ended up picking Halliburton way down at number 15. Mm-hmm. So he fell. He fell hard. And I know he's higher up on your mock draft, and I've seen him higher up on a lot more mock drafts as well. So Halliburton did fall in this draft for us. And like you guys said, as a whole, the center position, something that is devalued. I mean, after James Wiseman, number one, the center position was something that was devalued overall. So that's something that I think like all of you guys have said as far as the change in play and the way what we're, we're going to in the modern NBA, the center position has become really devalued. So I think there's going to be a lot of center. If, you know, if it goes, if, if it holds similar to what we're seeing in the NBA, there could be a lot of good second round bigs going in the second round. So it's interesting to see how that plays out again, guys, I would like to see, hopefully if every, we can get everybody together just before, once the lottery shakes out, so we get a real idea exactly who exactly is picking where as it gets close to the NBA draft here. I'd love to get you guys back on again and do this again. It was a great quick hour for you. But before we head on out, I want you guys to go ahead and pitch what you guys are doing out there. So, Michael Weisenberg, I want you to go ahead and give a shout-out to what you work you do. Great to have you on the show. I want to get you back on again for another great interview. But, Michael, let us know what you're doing right now at the Stepien or whatever else you're working on. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of background research and stuff for Perspective Insight. It's more of a scouting service than anything, so not a lot to the public. But they have some really great interviews with future prospects, and those will be coming out and cool to check out. Also, I'm going to likely do a a Hoop Summit USA article, regardless of the event having taken place. And I will release that on the Stepien. Still working on that and kind of going over guys that were on that team. High school prospects, but just the, the guys who have been playing for USA. And yeah, that's about it. Definitely going to be watching past draft picks as well and just looking at guys even further with the draft most likely being held a lot later than expected. So that's going to give us all up more time to go ahead and look at the tapes and look at the, uh, you know, all the footage and, and evaluate closely. So it's, hopefully that'll give everyone else in the NBA a chance to go ahead and, and really evaluate it too. But once again, that's Michael Weisenberg from the Stepien and Perspective Insight. Check out what he's doing today at thestepien.com. Stone Hansen from DraftSide.com. I know you're working on some stuff as well, so let us know what you're working on out there with DraftSide or wherever you're working on. Yeah, I'm just updating the mocks as we go along. Um, some guys, obviously, stocks go up and down as we get closer. Hopefully, I'll be releasing a 2021 mock draft pretty soon, uh, working on my top 100. If you want to check everything out, you can follow me at report underscore court on Twitter. I post everything I do on there, so... And definitely check out the Stepien. They're, def- they're the best in the game. So, Well, there you go. I, I, two great sites right there for you, the Stepien and DraftSide.com. Also a great site is NBA Draft Junkies. I know you mentioned Stone 2021 mock draft. The interesting changes with the G League, uh, you know, academy or slash team or whatever they're doing there to bring some of the top players over. Very interesting move by the NBA. 
Yeah, definitely something I think we're going to continue to see. Uh, probably a trend that started. NCAA definitely is in trouble. They have some things to figure out, so we'll see what happens with that. But I'm excited to watch them. Absolutely. I want to bring you on the show as well so we can talk more about that. Michael, the same thing as well. I want to get you back on so we can talk more great NBA draft talk. James and Rafael Barlow, besides the fact you guys have some great arguments, excuse me, uh, podcasts on your site, on the YouTube channel, <laughs> NBA Draft Junkies, always a great listen. But James, I want to start off with you first. You know, Just describe to people out there what you do when you're working on uh, some great stuff with Raphael at NBA Draft Junkies. Well, it's uh, not on purpose that we end up arguing, but, you know, we've been kind of doing it for, you know, well over 30 years. So it just kind of works that way. But uh I myself, I'm just going to continue to help Raphael with the Draft Junkies website. Uh, we're going to do some more of those podcasts as far as, you know, breaking down our different opinions of guys. And, uh, yeah, just going to keep going from there. Well, it's awesome again to have you here. I cannot thank you enough for taking thank the you. time to be a part of it. Some great picks by, and I just uh, truly appreciate you being a part of it. Once again, James Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And, Raphael, you know, you were number one this time. So tell you what, uh, great job by you as well. Great job by everyone out there. NBA Draft Junkies, uh, let us know what you're going to go ahead and be doing for NBA Draft Junkies coming up. Well, first, I wanted to thank you for putting this together. And I also have a suggestion, if possible. I'm, I'm, I've had so much fun, I want to do a second round and see how challenging that gets. Because the first round, if the first round was tough, imagine the second round. So now it just goes off of your personal opinion, how you feel about a guy. And so I would love to do that. If I think if Michael just him. passed out. Hold on. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I would like to do that. Uh, it's up to you guys. Okay. No, I, I think that sounds cool. Stone, would you be interested? Yeah, I'd definitely be all in on that. Uh, the deeper you go, the more fun it gets for me. So Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Would you guys be able to do it this time next week? Yeah, uh, probably, yeah. Okay, so let's shoot for this time next week. I'm keeping everything on ice as far as the picks right here. I've got them all copied down. In fact, I'm going to send them right now to Rafael Barlow and the NBA Draft Junkies to keep as a message. In fact, I'm going to send out to all you guys, but I'm doing it right now so I don't lose it. So I did the first 30 picks right there for you. They're already on file, so we got, I won't lose them. All right, so we'll go ahead this time next week and pick the second round. But also, guys, later on, as soon as the lottery gets done, we can go ahead and do this again because I'd love to see you know, with the exact order what we do and see if it changes because there are going to be some changes on there. But uh, again, I want to thank you guys so much for being a part of the first round NBA 2020 mock draft right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Check out again Michael Weisenberg from thestepian.com and Perspective Insight, Stone Hansen from draftsite.com, also as well, Raphael and James Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies. Like, subscribe if you can, not only their stuff, but ours as well, Lakers Fast Break. Give us that five-star review if you can. And last of all, stay safe. Everyone out there, you guys, just, just please stay healthy, stay safe. And everyone out there listening, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you so much for listening to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.